I wonder how you imagine Jesus. If I said, could you describe Jesus? How might you describe him? Any ideas? What would he look like? What does Jesus look like? Any thoughts at all? He's got a beard. Excellent. Anything else about Jesus? Have you got one there? No? No? I've got some pictures. These might help us think how we might imagine Jesus. That's often a picture that we imagine Jesus. He's got his beard. He's got a big, long, white cloak on, surrounded by animals. Did anyone have this picture in their bedroom when they were a child? I did. <laughs> Excellent. That's how sometimes we picture Jesus. Next one. When did you ever think that Jesus laughed? He was human, so yes. He had fun. He had a good time. He enjoyed a bit of a laugh sometimes. Next one. We might think of him as someone who cared. Someone who cared for other people. He healed them, looked after them. That's how we might picture Jesus. Next one. Or we might picture him as somebody who went to the cross and who died. And that's quite a strong picture that many of us have. None of them are children, are they? None of those pictures are of Jesus as a child. We kind of forget those early years. We go straight to when he was a man. Let's have the next picture. I wonder if you'd ever think of him as, as a little boy, a little bit older than Oliver, learning to be a carpenter with his dad. He would have been like that once. He was born into a family where his dad was a carpenter. And he probably sat on his knee and looked at the tools and learned for himself how to, to use the tools. Next picture. He grew up to be a little boy. We lost his teeth. Do we think of Jesus losing his teeth? But if he was a child, he'd have lost his teeth. Next one. He'd have grown up. 10, 11, 12, 13. There's a story in the Bible where we learn about something that happened to Jesus when he was 12. I've got three people going to come and read. This reading is from Luke 2, verses 41 to 52. Every year, Jesus' parents travelled to Jerusalem for the Feast of Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up as they always did for the feast. When it was over, they left for home. The child, Jesus, stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents didn't know it. Thinking he was somewhere in the company of pilgrims, they journeyed for a whole day and then began looking for him among the relatives and neighbours. When they didn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem looking for him. The next day they found him in the temple, seated among the teachers, listening to them and asking questions. The teachers were all quite taken with him, impressed with his sharpness of answers. But his parents were not impressed. They were upset and hurt. His mother said, Young man, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been half out of our minds looking for you. He said, Why were you looking for me? Didn't you know that I had to be here, dealing with the things of my father? But they had no idea what he was talking about. So he went back to Nazareth with them and lived obediently with them. His mother held these things deep within herself and Jesus matured, growing up in both body and spirit, blessed by both God and people. So that was the story that happened when Jesus was 12. Can you imagine losing your child for three days? Imagine losing your child for five minutes, that's bad enough. But for three days, it's not quite as bad as it sounds. They weren't negligent parents. There's a whole crowd of them going back 
away from Jerusalem. They'd gone up to Jerusalem for the Passover. Families and friends and distant relations, neighbours, a whole crowd. And Joseph and Mary assumed that Jesus was with some of the rest because they all knew each other, they all cared for each other. And it was only after a little while they realised that Jesus wasn't there. They must have rushed back to Jerusalem, never run so fast in their lives, wondering where on earth Jesus was. And there they found him, in the temple, talking to the teachers, asking questions. Needlessly, they said, what on earth have you done? We've been worried sick. And Jesus says, didn't you know where I would be? And different versions of the Bible say the next bit differently. Some say, didn't you realise I had to be in my father's house? Didn't you realise I had to be about my father's business? Didn't you realise that I had to be doing the things that my father is interested in? When a Jewish boy was 12, Jesus was 12, he took on his father's trade. Joseph was a carpenter, and Joseph would have learned to, um, Jesus would have learned to be a carpenter. But Jesus was also the son of God. So it shouldn't surprise us that this story takes place when Jesus is 12. And it shows us that at 12, Jesus is saying, I have another part of my life as well. I've been born in this family. I've grown up. I've lost my teeth. I've fallen over. I've played with my friends. I've learned all the things that you learn as a child. But there's going to be a different part of my life. My father God has a job for me. And I must go about his business too. Really important part of our gospel. Where Jesus at the age of 12 is saying, this is the direction my life is going in. I think it's also exciting to see how much he knew and understood and could learn at age 12. We sometimes think that you've got to be an adult before you can really be a proper church member. In fact, in the Church of England rules, I think it's 16 before you're allowed to be on the electoral roll. We give the impression that you have to wait to know God. And yet we know, we know particularly well here, that every child can know God. And that every child can understand a relationship with God and get to know him, learn about him, and ask questions. Our relationship with God can definitely begin from the age of Oliver onwards. That we can know him no matter what age we are. And that is so incredibly special. wonder amongst the adults, how many of you went to church as a child? Could you put your hand up if you went to church as a child? Let's have a look around. That's quite a lot. Quite a lot of people who went to church as a child. There's a report just come out within the Church of England that's talking about our churches. And it's saying that, you know, our numbers aren't as good in the Church of England as they once were. And for a while, people thought that was because folk were leaving church. What they're realising is that people aren't joining church. That actually, most people come to church because they've gone as a child And if you start going to church as a child, if you get to know God, if you get to know Jesus as a child, you are likely to carry on with him for the rest of your life. So the Church of England is saying, they've just woken up to the fact, children are really important. We need children in churches. They've even come up with some statistics to say what growing churches what kind of ratio of children to adults they have, because they've done all this research and they've used statistics to help back up their report. And they've said, in a church that's growing, typically you would have two children to every ten adults. So I have no idea what our ratios are today. I think week by week we're probably within that ratio. But I thought we would do some counting. So if you are aged 18 or under, could you please stand up? (laughs) If you're 
18 or under, I could probably do with some help in counting. Let's count here. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26. Now, got my flip chart. I'm not very good at maths. Luckily, I got a handy hint from Jean on the way into church as to how I might be able to do this. So that was 26. I was thinking 2 in 10. How are we going to do it as a percentage ratio? I'm not, I haven't done math for a very, very long time. She said, all you need to do is work out have you got five times the number of adults as children. So if we, had, if we did today, how many adults would we expect? 26 times 5. Who would like to come and do that sum? Come on. You're going to do that sum for me. 26 times 5. So what's six fives? One hundred and thirty. Brilliant. Well done. Fantastic. Did you do all that in your head? I, I would have done it. In, yeah, fantastic. Brilliant. One hundred and thirty adults. Right. If you are eighteen or over, please stand up. We'll try and do a count. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 1, 2, 3, 4, 25, 26, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 129, do you think? 4, 4, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, Fantastic. Take a seat. 119. That's not as many. So we have got a better ratio than the Church of England says is a good one for children to adults. Isn't that fantastic? I think we deserve a round of applause. That is amazingly exciting. That actually as a church, we have a good number of children. And actually, Sunday by Sunday, we often have more than that. I would say Sunday by Sunday, our ratio is much more than one in five. And that is a sign of a growing church. I felt really pleased when I read that in the report. I don't want to stick with that, though. We could sit back and say, that's all right, we're doing well. Church of England ratios say that actually, we're in the right category. We can give ourselves a great big tick. But if it's true... That more people get, you know, stay with church, stay with God, stay with a life with Jesus if they begin as children. We want more than that, don't we? We want to have even more children coming to know God. So my question today is, how are we going to find these children? Where do we meet children? In our villages, where we are, in our, you know, in our neighbourhood. So I want some ideas, particularly from our children to begin with, of where you go where there are other children. Where do you go day by day where there are other children? Then we can begin to learn where we might find these children. Where do you go? School. School. Which school do you go to? 
Penthorpe School. Both of you. Fantastic. So school. Let's start with school. And let's see how many schools we cover. So that's one Penthorpe. Does anybody go to a different school? Elise. Tormead. That's another school where we might meet children. Max. Longacre. How many go to Longacre? Quite a few. But most of our children stop around here. We almost need you to come and sit on the floor in the carpet so we can see. Other schools? Ella. Wanish and Shamley Green. How many go to Wanish and Shamley Green? There are quite a few. There's quite a few adults going to Wanish and Shamley Green as well. Wanish and Shamley Green. Other schools? Lydia. St. Hilary's. Thomas. Aldro. Anybody else go to Aldro? Matthew goes to Aldro. Florence, where? Tillingbourne. Anybody else at Tillingbourne? Nope. Florence, are you the only one today from Tillingbourne? Have I missed any schools? Oh, yes. Lots of schools. St. Catherine's. Duke of Kent. St. Catherine's and Duke of Kent. Yeah, that's like a lot of schools we cover, isn't it? St. Catherine's. Duke of Kent. Any other children go to a different school that I haven't mentioned? Oh, right. Sorry. Sorry. Looking in the wrong direction. Glebelands? Broadwater? Godalming Junior. Right, goodness me. Glebelands? Broadwater? And Godalming Junior? Right, anybody I've missed out? Any adults linked to school? Bramley. Any other? Oh, right at the back. Belmont. King's College. Belmont and King's College. Oh, I'm going to run out of space. I should have a scribe as well. Any other? Tomlin's Coat. I'll do that one on its own. <laughs> I'm not going to remember it. Tomlin's Coat. Is that right? O-T-E. Yeah. Hinchley Wood. Anything else? Oh, right at the back. St. Joseph's College. Fantastic. Thank you. St. Joseph's College. Goodness me, that is a huge number of schools that we have contact with. That is phenomenal, isn't it? Think of all those places tomorrow morning where there's going to be children. Where actually our children are going, our adults are going, and we could say, we've got something really good. We know Jesus. And we could begin to tell some more of our people at schools about Jesus and get to know them. And maybe these are places where we could begin to have contact as a church and say, we'd like to invite you to come along and find out more things. Okay, school's one thing. You don't just school all day long. What else do you do? Anything else in the week that you do where there are other children around? We go to after school clubs and After school clubs and theatre. Brilliant. Sorry? You go to tea at school, that's even better. Tea at school, so after school clubs. Wonderful. And tea, that sounds a good school with tea. And Ella, brownies. Okay, so brownies, guides, hands up or stand up. If you're in brownies, cubs, beavers, scouts, anything like that. 
Anybody go to those? Not many. Yeah. You go to Wanish Beavers. Fantastic. In our own bit. Florence, thank you. You're sending up guides. <laughs> Wonderful. Anything else that you do through the week where there are other children? So, have to come for the day. Youth group. Wonderful. Youth group. My gosh, we're getting a huge list of places where we meet other children. Youth group. Anything else? Fantastic. Another one. You're busy. Singing. You are so busy. Ella. Hockey. Singing and hockey. Amazing. All these different things where we might meet other children. Uh, Thomas. Sport clubs. Stand up if you do any sport. Loads of people. Fantastic. Thank you. Sit back down. Elise. Sorry? A concert band. So music is another thing. If I just write music, is that okay? Again, stand up if you do music after school or anywhere outside of school. You do music. Florence, what else? Do you get time to sleep? <laughs> Amazing. Lots and lots of people do music. There's so many children over here that you can't see. Fantastic. These are places where we meet children. We've got one at the back there as well. Hand up there at the back, Fred. You got a hand up? No. No, I thought your hand was up. No problem at all. Wonderful. I think that is really exciting. I think we could be a bit more creative and think about all these places where we're meeting other children. That was just the children. If we did another list of where adults meet children, and if we believe that it's actually really important that children are in church, what does that mean for us as a church? How on earth are we going to connect with schools, with after-school clubs, with brownies, where all these children are? Because sometimes we can't just expect them to come in through the doors here. We've got to go and meet people where they are. So I think that's a big question for us. And I would love at the end of the service, I'm going to keep the flip chart here. Children, this is a task for you. We're thinking this term about the things that God might be asking us to do as a church. If you have got any ideas of how we might meet other children and tell them about Jesus, I'd love you to come and put some ideas up. Anything at all that you think might make it easier to tell other children about Jesus, I'm going to leave this flip chart up and when the service is finished, I'd love all your ideas. Because sometimes us adults get a bit stuck in our thinking. And we need a bit of creative thinking. And we've seen that children can understand as well. So let's do that at the end of the service. Brilliant. Thank you so much for all your help. I've lost the track of what we're doing. We're going to pray. Let's be still for a moment and pray. So firstly, let's think of all these places where children are going to be tomorrow and adults are going to be. Let's think of our schools, our after-school clubs, all the sport and music that's going on. And let's just ask God to show us ways in which we might connect with people in these different groups. Let's be quiet and just think about that for a moment.